and welcome to Parley, the Hindu's weekly discussion podcast. I am Sonam Segal and it is my pleasure to invite retired Justice Madan Lokur of the Supreme Court and retired IPS officer of Maharashtra Kadra, Miran Borwankar. Mr. Lokur has also been the Chief Justice of the Andhra Pradesh and Guwahati High Court and Mr. Bo- Ms. Borwadkar has been the Director General of National Crime Records Bureau. Our topic for today is, should those who have been implicated in false cases be compensated? Thank you so much, both of you, for joining in. Now, recently we saw that the Bollywood actor Shah Rukh Khan's son, Aryan, was not named in the charge sheet filed by the Narcotics Control Bureau, who ha- had arrested him in a drug racket case. He was jailed for almost a month. Now, the central agency has essentially given him a clean chit. This disturbing fact leads us to a simple question. Why then are the wrong people arrested and even booked by the police? Sir, would you like to go first? Yes, uh, thank you, uh, Sonam. Uh, You see, I would like to draw a distinction between somebody who has been falsely implicated and somebody who has been implicated, but eventually, uh, you know, the person is uh, acquitted either because the evidence is uh, deficient or because of some other reason. Now, in the case of uh, uh, Aryan Khan, it appears from the newspaper reports and uh, the statements that have come out that uh, there was actually no reason to uh, arrest him and keep him in custody for almost a month, right? There was no evidence at that point of time, but it's all right to say for the you know concerned authorities, oh, you know, we are investigating, but the investigations must have some basis, you know. Uh, otherwise, tomorrow they can pick up somebody and say that, you know, we think that this person is a terrorist uh, and we are investigating. And until we complete our investigations, let that person remain in jail. It can't be like that. You know, there has to be some solid basis for coming to a conclusion which may then, you know, result in uh, investigations. So in a situation like this, uh, I have no doubt in my mind that a person like Aryan Khan has been falsely implicated and therefore he must be compensated. And, uh, you know, there are several reasons for it. If you would like me to go into it, I can certainly go into it. But there are several reasons why I believe that uh, he should be compensated. Yes, we'll get to that, sir. Ma'am, would you like to say something? Yeah, uh, uh, definitely. So, Sonam, I also agree with Lokur, sir, that any deliberate, intentional arrest or booking of a of an individual in a criminal case has to be viewed very seriously and definitely compensation has to be given if if the arrest or booking is so uh, uh, officer going so much out of the way knowing that the person was not involved and yet arresting then uh, yes but I would also like to raise a point here that when an agency arrests 
a person it's only for 24 hours and we have to produce that person before the court so uh, our audience must know that it is not the police alone or the enforcement agencies it's also the judicial mind which is applied within 24 hours and that is also a very important and critical uh, juncture where uh, where initial judgment judgment may be very strong word impression can be made whether the agency is on the right track or it could be malicious if the judicial officer feels or comes to a conclusion has an impression that at this stage the agency does not have enough evidence or it's going blatantly wrong they should not hand over the custody uh, either to the agency or to the prison hmm okay so ma'am uh, having said that would it be fair to say that a wrongful prosecution stems out of a malicious probe that operates on a bias and a prejudice maybe not always uh, i would tell you i was once involved in investigation of a case of murder um, which later proved to be a case of suicide so sometimes there can be uh, genuine mistakes but uh, a malicious and deliberate uh, act on the part of an investigating officer should be very seriously viewed upon hmm and sir do you think that uh, you know the fact that there is wrongful prosecution do you think that is stemming out of a malicious probe and a bias it could be and it could not be you see now you have instances of uh, sedition for example right or alleged sedition now a harmless tweet all right the uh, the prosecution says oh you know this is sedition right and books the person for sedition okay that that's one aspect where i think it it is pretty clearly malicious the second is uh, another example that that i can give you is of uh, section 66a of the uh, information technology act that has been struck down by the supreme court as unconstitutional right but there are still a few thousand cases that have been filed after that provision was declared unconstitutional okay how how can the prosecution ever justify that all right uh now uh, i agree with uh, meran that there is also a very heavy responsibility on the judiciary the judiciary also has to be alive to the fact that listen this is not a case of sedition it's a you know simple tweet all right nobody is trying to topple the government or any such thing and uh, therefore why are you uh, you know accusing the person of something as grave and as serious as uh, sedition so the judge should say that listen so far as this is concerned i don't agree with you at all okay similarly section 66a of the uh, information technology act the judge should say why have you filed a case under provision that has been declared to be unconstitutional you know the judge should just throw it out completely so yes there is a very heavy responsibility both on the prosecution and there is equally a very heavy responsibility on the judiciary to ensure that uh, you know this kind of uh, 
you know playing of games by the prosecution filing prosecutions under uh, a law which is unconstitutional or you know saying that oh sedition has been made out or a person is a terrorist or some drugs have been found or drugs are likely to be found we want to investigate national security you know these kind of things uh, i think both the uh, prosecution and the uh, judiciary have to be very very careful about this right so thank you for uh, chalking out the responsibility of both the arms now for our uh, listeners to understand how would you uh, describe miscarriage of justice in terms of an acquittal or a clean sheet in a false case well it's like this you see uh, an acquittal can be for a variety of reasons all right one is that uh, you know at the end of the day the prosecution is not able to prove its case beyond a reasonable doubt okay that 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 is a standard of proof that is required it could also be that you know some uh, crucial witness uh, has passed away all right so in a situation like this there could be an acquittal it could be a situation where um, uh, you know there there the, 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 there is a genuine case right but it fails for some reason okay now <clears throat> you could also have uh, you know situations like we have discussed where there is no genuine case at all so you have to make uh, that distinction and once you make that distinction you know then you can come to a conclusion that well you know the uh, the, uh, the the prosecution was not launched with a malicious intent or was not launched uh, you know wrongfully um, but yeah it it has happened i mean that that's how the justice uh, delivery system works so in those cases of course you know you have to uh, you know give the benefit of doubt to the prosecution but at the same time i think everybody whether it's the court or whether it's the uh, prosecution they have to take into consideration the fact that our justice delivery system is painfully slow all right so people spend years in jail as under trials there are instances where persons have spent 8 years 10 years as under trials now what is the point of telling them after 10 years or after 12 years that listen you are not guilty you know it it just doesn't make any sense at all you know so all these factors also have to be taken into uh, consideration the slowness of the justice delivery system the fact that a person is under trial uh, in uh, judicial custody for years on end uh, I, i think all, all this has to be taken into consideration by both uh, the prosecution as well as the judiciary your thoughts ma'am so uh, lokur sir has explained the uh, difference in fact um, our viewers readers should also understand that acquittal rate is so high in india that uh, plea bargaining has literally failed because uh, the accused in a case feels why should i go in for plea bargaining admit my uh, crime and bargain for lower sentence when i am assured that 80% of the um, there are 80% chances that i will be acquitted acquitted so acquitted uh, in many cases uh is not clean 
when it is clean then it is of course a very um uh it's a freedom getting back to the individual his liberties being uh, um, given back to him but yes why he should suffer either the ignominy of uh being a criminal or an accused in a criminal case or being in a prison uh and since a case would ordinarily take in india 6 to 8 years uh you either have the burden of um, both financial and social uh, emotional burden of being involved in a crime which in case you were not involved in a case or you were being mal- maliciously prosecuted you uh you better file a counter case and get compensation i would advise but in many cases the acquittal for example sonam uh, we had investigated my team had investigated a very notorious sex scandal in jalgaon and though it got lots of national international coverage because the girls reported the cases late and medical examinations were done very late the accused in mall got acquitted now do you think our team deserves to be maliciously prosecuted no we had a case but because of certain reasons uh, we could not uh, get the accused convicted so yes for audience for um, common person as well as for professionals the distinction between a clean chit and acquittal due to um, a certain uh reasons which are beyond the hands of investigating agency or prosecuting agencies this distinction must be clear otherwise every acquittal people would think you can go in for uh, prosecuting police prosecuting enforcement agencies or going in for compensation hmm so talking of compensation madan sir you had said that you would like to get into the reasons for compensation if you can elaborate on that sir yeah you see there are uh, several reasons why i think uh, you know a person should be uh, compensated if there is a false implication right one is the fact of uh, you know physical discomfort of being in jail all right now like i said our justice delivery system is pretty slow and it's not only just being in jail for you know a day or a week or 10 days it's being in jail for years together okay so that is something which i think we 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 should not overlook so you have this physical aspect then you have this trauma all right which the person undergoes that i've been falsely implicated you know for something that i haven't done or for you know some trumped up uh, charges that have been made so there is this emotional or you know mental uh, trauma that a person undergoes not only that person but the family and children also undergo you know as miran said social okay social uh, problems so stigma so the family gets ostracized now look at it in a village you know where probably people know you know one another Uh, may not be intimately but they know who's who so that 
person's family gets uh, ostracized it may not happen in a big city like mumbai or uh, delhi but yes you know within within uh, groups or within communities it is bound to happen children suffer can you imagine a child who's going to school and then you know the teacher says or some other children say that you know this fellow's father is uh, a terrorist and he's in jail is bound to affect the child right so you have a variety of factors that need to be taken into consideration and it is because of that you know so far you know so far meaning in the last uh, till the last about a year or so we've just been concentrating on you know physical uh, problems being in jail for so many years but now we must look at mental health also we must look at social factors we must look at emotional health right not only on the person but also on the family on the immediate family of the person we must also look at the uh, you know mental health of the children so if you take this you know whole bunch of things together i don't see any other conclusion except that a person must be compensated for being falsely implicated right so if i i, I think all this must be considered yes so taking a cue from what you just said the law commission in its 277th report had recommended enactment of a specific legal provision for redressal of such cases covering the substantive and procedural aspects so uh, if i can ask you sir how do you think we will be able to calculate this if at all uh, i don't know how uh, it can be calculated i i i, I can't uh, give an answer off hand but uh, yeah there has to be some way of doing it you know i mean you can't say that oh you see because <laughs> uh, you know because i can't uh, calculate so therefore i will not give any compensation right first you have to accept the fact that compensation has to be given then comes the calculation now to say that well you know i don't know how to calculate so therefore uh, you know forget it why should i compensate you know there have been instances uh, that nambi narayan for example right the supreme court has given him 50 lakhs now has anybody asked the supreme court how did you calculate this 50 lakhs compensation to him nobody has asked that okay now you had you've had people who have been in custody even though they've got bail not being released i know of uh, delhi high court on uh, a couple of occasions saying that listen you pay uh, you know some compensation to this person for keeping him in uh, jail even though he's entitled to bail and all the papers are in order and sometimes you know things go too far you will remember of uh, some uh, these two young ladies who were accused of being terrorists they were given bail by uh, the high court by the delhi high court and the prosecution said oh you know one of them is a resident of assam so we have to find out from assam recently last week some minor was arrested granted bail prosecution said oh you know he's from bihar so we have to go to his school and find out why don't you do all this while the case is on you know so yeah there are a whole lot of factors which point unerringly to the fact that compensation must be given yes ma'am would you like to uh, add to any reasons for compensation 
रीजन फॉर कंपनसेशन आई एग्री टोटली विद जस्टिस लोकूर आई वॉन्ट टू मेक एन अदर पॉइंट आई फील कंपनसेशन इज वन एक्सट्रीम वेयर विच मीन्स वी हैव कम टू अ कंक्लूजन दैट इट इज केस ऑफ मलिशियस प्रोसिक्यूशन आई फील our audience must know that we can take steps in moderation for example uh, more professional scrutiny by the senior officers of enforcement agencies like in this aryan case a senior officer could have applied his mind and maybe advised the over enthusiastic officers uh, on the professional lines of investigation instead of um, uh, going wrong second role of prosecutors see prosecutors are neither with police nor with enforcement agencies they are independent officers of court so when i am saying x is involved and i want his custody and we lokur sir and i both have said the judicial application of mind should be there on part of that special uh, uh, court or the ordinary court even the prosecutors can point out to the enforcement agencies that you are wrong your case is not strong don't ask for custody but sometimes from real life experience i'll tell you we get we as enforcement agencies and police investigators get very troubled by the thought that if i do not show arrest of x who is a very uh, influential person or child of an influential person adverse inference shall be uh, drawn by media and by citizens i did not arrest x because he is son of so and so therefore the agencies sometime err on the side of arresting at that time the role of prosecutor and judicial application of mind will Uh, help against uh, this i would say error of judgment so i would like to distinguish between malicious prosecution and error of judgment of an uh, officer investigating a crime or maybe an over enthusiastic reaction of an investigating officer right thank you for making that distinction ma'am Uh, Lokur sir, you brought up a very interesting uh, point of the Supreme Court granting compensation in some cases. Now, having said that, we know that the constitutional courts do exercise their vast powers in awarding uh, compensation sometimes, and that there is also a remedy of filing a civil suit. But uh, do you think that uh, India needs a new law to disburse compensation? Can we say that? yes i think uh, well we should certainly legislate on this you know uh, so that uh, you know some sort of adhocism uh, is not there you know it's it's possible it's possible that uh, one court in a small state may think that you know giving 5 lakh rupees compensation is uh, you know a good idea but a high court in another state a much bigger state may say that listen what is 5 lakhs it's nothing you know we should give at least 10 lakhs all right so uh, you will have to have some kind of uh, you know standard which can be laid down by legislation uh, for determining compensation you have instances of uh, you know uh, compensation not not for crimes but for uh, death in uh, uh, you know 
motor accident, for example, right? Now, you will get cases where one court will say that, uh, you know, 5 lakhs is good enough. The high court, the, the tribunal says 5 lakhs is good enough. High court may say, no, 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 5 lakhs is too little. It should be 7.5 lakhs. Supreme court may say it is 10 lakhs. Similarly, earlier you had, uh, you know, in land acquisition cases, the uh, collector would give, you know, some amount. The high court would double it. Supreme court would, you know, make it two and a half times or three times. So there are principles on the basis of which uh, compensation can be determined and is being determined, not only in motor accident cases, but also in land acquisition cases. But I think in the long run, it's a good idea if we have a legislation on this uh, aspect. Ma'am, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Though I feel Section 211 of IPC, which talks of false charge of offence made with an intent to injure, uh, it can lead to two years of imprisonment or uh, um, up to seven years. Uh, that section is, I think, valid for uh, malicious uh, prosecutions. But further legislation for compensation, as suggested by Lokursar, would be a welcome step. Last question. Given that fundamental rights are infringed in such false cases, do you think that the state should have some legal or statutory responsibility? Yes. Uh, yes, they should, you know. And, uh, well, one of the consequences of not, uh, you know, adhering to that responsibility is compensation, right? Or it could be, you know, uh, punishment in some other form. Uh, maybe an errant officer can be proceeded against departmentally and, uh, you know, dismissed from service. Um, so, yeah, the answer, the simple answer to your question is yes. Uh, I agree with Lokur, sir. Uh, I also feel the judicial officer at the time of trial, if not earlier than that, if it comes, if he or she comes to a conclusion that prosecution is false, it can distinguish between a genuine error or a malicious prosecution and while concluding the trial itself, uh, that court can uh, pass an order about compensation. Nothing stops a court from uh, passing an order of compensation in case it comes to a conclusion that prosecution has been malicious. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Lokur and Ms. Miran for joining us for this discussion. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.